Be honest. You know deep down you're here for more. You feel the calling. There's something you're here to do. But as soon as you start working on yourself, life interrupts and you're zapped back to reality. You feel like you're stuck in the messy middle, the space between being a mom and this deeply profound spiritual being. But what if I told you you don't have to choose one side or the other, that you can exist in both? Hi, I'm Kate. I'm a neurospicy, conscious mama, human design projector, and shaman here to guide you into raising the vibration of the collective one small practice at a time. I invite you to let me guide you on this journey of growth, healing, and expansion. I'll equip you with the tools and the resources to be your own healer, to strengthen your discernment and give you the actual tangible embodiment pieces that you can apply in your day-to-day life, in the little moments between making dinner, picking up your kids, or whatever it is for you, because your spiritual growth doesn't have to be another thing on your to-do list. Pop your earbuds in, and let's pretend each episode is our weekly commitment to join each other on my virtual couch for deep conversations about things like how the patriarchy serves no one, embracing your feminine energy in an actual, tangible way, and what it's like to actually break generational trauma so you can know yourself deeply, shed your old self, and move into this new paradigm. Don't let your spiritual growth sit in a box collecting dust in the attic of your mind. Let's navigate it together in the space between. So how does a nurse become a shaman? I talked to my other episode about how I, you know, always knew that there was things going on. I was always aware and very sensitive to energies and all of these things. Well, add into that mix being a shaman. So yeah, as a kid, I just, you know, like I saw ghosts, I saw energies, like I felt energies. I have lots of experiences that I can still remember very vividly to this day. And, um, I just always put it in, my, in a box and just set it on the closet because I set it in the closet because it was just too, well, we just didn't deal with that stuff. We didn't talk about that stuff. It wasn't something that you looked at, right? And then working as a nurse really amplified a lot of those things. There was lots of experiences that I've had in my time as a nurse that would just be like, hmm, that's interesting or not interesting at all. I did a lot of work with palliative care. And I can remember a couple times, one time specifically that I had a patient that was passing on and I remember standing at the end of his bed and I remember feeling this huge presence behind me and uh, I moved out of the way because I was like, I'm in the way, like I'm not supposed to be at the end of the bed. And he was looking like up in my direction, like past me. And I just remember feeling this like huge presence behind me. And I, I really enjoyed my time that I got to experience palliative care. I also really loved, as I had spoke to previously, maternity care. We got to do, I got to do a lot of different things in my time as a rural nurse. And those were the highlights for me. I just always felt very pulled to be in a position of healing, of comforting, of offering compassion to individuals. I really like not from an ego place, but when people would come in to emerge and they'd be like, oh, thank goodness you're here. I just, I always wanted to be able to hold that space for people. Like as I had navigated the healthcare system as well with health issues stemming from, you know, repressed trauma, burnout, any number of things, generally not taking care of myself, you know, all of it. And I just always had that compassion for other people, right? Knowing that like, whatever they're navigating, they're navigating from a place of 
something they've experienced, right? They're not just there because they're bored. (laughs) They're not just there because they have nothing to do. They're there for a reason, whether that reason is something they're aware of or it's something, you know, lurking underneath the surface on a subconscious level. Everyone is navigating this journey. And if I can offer any sort of support or compassion and just human kindness on that journey, I was always grateful to be able to, to do that. I did burn out as a nurse. There was not just the work itself, but I didn't know at the time that I was a medium, that I was an intuitive. I had no idea once I dove deeper into my human design and and learning about myself as a projector, like I'm not made to work that way. And I mean, I don't think anybody's, nobody's made to work that way, right? Like it's just, it's, it's a lot to try to navigate that. And then, you know, being a mom as well, having ADHD, there's multiple factors that led to that place of burnout, right? Not having a work-life balance, being an empath, not knowing how to clear my energy, not knowing how to be in my own energy, taking stuff home with me, being a, you know, an ener- a, a sponge, for lack of a better word, you know, all of these things really led to that as well, right? Or really contributed, rather. And so, I had shared previously about, you know, how I stepped into this realm of becoming a shaman. But what I want to speak to are a couple other pieces that I have yet to share on. So the first thing that I want to speak to is like, I didn't want to be that weird person, right? I didn't want to be that person who would go up to people on the street and be like, I have a message for you, you know? And I was really afraid of being that person. And I think I was that person a couple times. Like, you're, I was inundated with information and I had no filter and no idea how to navigate it. And I, I was that person a couple times. And I mean, when I was that person, I was, it was when I was around other practitioners that didn't follow any sort of ethical guidelines or boundaries or any sort of energetic boundaries or guidelines. As a practitioner, that's something I'm very mindful of. I'm very mindful of the ethics around sharing certain information with certain people. Um, I'm very mindful of what needs to be said and what they're not ready for and what they're not open to and whether they are consenting to this information, right? There's a lot of things that go into that. I'm also very mindful of energetic hygiene practices, not mixing energy with individuals, um, making sure I'm in my own energy when I'm working with other individuals, making sure that they're in their own energy. A lot of the people that I work with are em- are empaths. And so they end up taking on a lot of other people's energy. So just being able to have that discernment around that sorting of energy is, is really, really important. And it's something that I, again, am mindful of and I bring into my practice and then the work that I do with others as well. So so I, I didn't want to be this, you know, you, you've seen it on TV or you've seen it wherever. This is a field that gets a lot of heckling for lack of a better word it's a field that has a a really bad reputation and I was like I don't want to be a part of that like I was very like this no that's not me right like I'm too good to be someone who is like that right (laughs) so that those were conversations I had with my mentor right around being the type of practitioner who has ethical guidelines and a moral compass and energetic hygiene practices. And so that is something that I take very seriously. And so 
the other piece of it was like, how am I this shamanic energy practitioner? Like I am a mom of three that lives in the middle of nowhere, Canada. I'm a nurse. Like there was a lot of this, like, who am I to be someone who can hold such a powerful space? Who am I to be someone that can offer these transformations? And then I actually made a reel about this, which is really funny. So if you don't follow me on social media at Kate Eichert, go check it out. It's really funny because I'm like, I thought that I would be this like powerful medicine woman, which which I am, but like the archetype of what that looks like of being this medicine woman versus being a mom of three with ADHD who also happens to be a shamanic energy practitioner, right? Like I had to wrap my brain around what this looks like and the applications of it in the 21st century. And then navigating life as someone who's stepping into this. So I actually went the complete, like I swung the pendulum to the other direction and I really started embracing this witchiness, right? And and that was, I would say a label that I felt like I could use at the time, right? When I could speak to people and be like, yeah, my, my witchy side, I, it was tangible, right? It was like, I'm into astrology. I'm into like doing things a little bit weirder than others. Of course, I'm going to have some sort of ritual. Of course, I'm going to know what, what phase of the moon we're in. Um, you know, of course, I'm going to be cutting cords and doing all those things, right? And it was a way that I could find my people, right? It was very much stepping into the energy of our witchiness, right? And that was a path I went down, right? Is Is just embracing that. And really healing that witch wound and really being able to acknowledge all the ways that we had been shut down and shut up and to just not speak our truth and not tap into our intuitive senses and not tap into our powerful abilities and all the ways in which we are such like these divine beings, right? And I really explored that avenue of things and it felt really good for me at the time. It felt really rebellious in nature to be able to just be like embracing this side of myself that I was never allowed to embrace it, that none of us are ever allowed to embrace, right? That we haven't been allowed to embrace, um, which is becoming more mainstream for lack of a better word. But it was in my time of stepping into becoming a shaman, my initiations as a shaman, that I really took a step back and wanted to be the healer. I really wanted to be the person and not, I not wanted to, I was stepping into being the individual that supports people on their journeys, wherever they are and, and their own personal Dharma. And I just found the rabbit hole of witchcraft per se. I also just had like a little out of body experience. I'm like, are you really sitting on a podcast <laughs> talking about witchcraft? Yeah. Yeah, I am. That, that tracks. So anyways, that's a little funny moment. I just want to share with you. <laughs> Do you ever have those moments where you're just like, how am I here? Like, this is so far removed from who I ever thought I would be. So it's just, it's just kind of funny. <laughs> but either way, I, I just, I'm like, I want to support people on their journeys, whatever that is for them. And that's a hard thing to accept, to be able to just be like, this is where people are at. And how can I meet them where they're at? And it's something I'm still perfecting, something I'm still working on. It's something I'm still trying to work on for myself, like to be like, meet myself where I am at. How can I co-create effectively, ethically, um, while also protecting myself, while also being that shaman and being that um, person who's 
helping to break karmic cycles, but also to not step into a level of sorcery and and that world of witchcraft. And if that's where you live and that's and that's what you enjoy, that's great. But um, as a shaman, like that was just a that was a no for me. I'm always going to be someone who's going to guide you through the darkness to find the light at the end of the tunnel, to find the light in the darkness, rather, to be the lighthouse. I don't, the whole world of spells and all of that is is not a world that I live in. And so um, that felt a little bit tangential, but it it is something that I wanted to speak to um, because that was something that I navigated that I just felt that I had gone really far down this one path, realizing it's not for me and just you know, decided to come back and and go a whole other way that felt more nourishing, more supportive, and just more like right for me. So and the last part that I really want to speak to is the idea of when it came to becoming a shaman and stepping into this work and walking the medicine wheel, I was very, very mindful of the cultural appropriation piece of it. I was like, who am I to step into these, you know, Native American teachings or these Peruvian teachings? I was I was really, really hesitant. I actually talked to my mentor about it because I'm like, I don't know how to navigate this. I don't want to be another white woman who's taking these practices and dressing it up and selling it back to people. Um, you know, like I just I don't want to be a part of any of that. And so I did speak to that. And um, the response that I received was that of the Peruvian people, the the people that live in the Peruvian Andes that want to share these teachings, they have been, they have not been under oppression for any of this. Um, They share willingly. And my mentor has received um, personal permission. My, My mentor did receive permission to be able to, share these teachings and so it's an open invitation to be able to share these teachings so that was how I navigate that piece of things but it was something that was very much I was very aware of that I didn't want to further contribute to the oppression of others um, and and was a hesitation that I had to overcome to be able to step into um, this line of work specifically so it's been a bit of a journey to be able to step out of being a nurse and then this role of being this healer and this space holder, um, sacred space holder who can um, facilitate a transformation for individuals. And I now found myself in a whole other place um, as I've returned back to work as a nurse who is inundated with information, um, who has very strict boundaries around what I'm available to receive. And now navigating this world as, you know, a practicing shaman, um, working with clients, navigating energies, things like that. So it's it's been an interesting experience. It's um, I'm not done in any way, shape, or form. I'm at the very, very beginning stages of this journey, and I'm very, very grateful and very blessed to be able to do this work. And it's going to be ever-evolving and ever-changing, and I'm really learning the beautiful ability that I have to be able to hold sacred space for others and how much of a gift that is um, and something that's going to be really important moving forward. And so um, 
that's where the work is, is, is learning how to be able to hold space for yourself to then be able to hold space for others. And it really is a powerful, powerful practice. So, so thank you for um, being with me on this episode of the space between sharing a little bit more about my journey. Um, if there was anything that, you know, kind of resonated with you or anything you have more questions on, please, please send me a message. Be sure to send me a message through SpeakPipe. You can also find me on Instagram and we can connect there further. We'll chat soon.